Hey, David. Yo. So Yo. it finally happened. I've I've become a, a patient. Man? No, no. <laughs> I've become a patient gamer, so to speak. But instead of me being a patient gamer, I now look at games and go, I wonder if I'll get this on Game Pass. And if it's not there, I forget the game exists. Oh, uh, what did you forget that exists? Uh, there was, well, Toy Soldiers uh, was supposed to come out last month and it got delayed. So that kind of bummed me out a little bit because I thought it was supposed to be on Game Pass. And then uh, there's a game that we're going to talk about a little bit later called uh, Nickelodeon Brawl Stars. Skateboard? No, Nickelodeon Brawl Stars. And I legitimately thought, because now I feel entitled, that it should have just been on Game Pass. And it's not. So now I can't justify spending $40 on a Smash Bros. clone. So essentially what you're saying is that you have uh, assimilated into the world of being cheap. Yes, I've become (laughs) you. (laughs) Hey, that's not too bad, though. You know what else is going to be really good? What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. No subscription service required to listen to the scene on screen podcast. Just but, but please like and subscribe. <laughs> Yeah, you just don't have to pay to listen to us talk. No, you can turn we, us off whenever you want for free. We do this shit for you guys for free. Yeah, you know, I, I want to before we get this show started. I want to I want to tell you something. Yeah. Remember like weeks, weeks ago, how I told you about this game called Cookie Clicker. Thank you all for listening to our <laughs> show. Um, it was so, fun. It's funny because it has been 79 days since I started playing this game. Uh, I am currently making four point. Hold on, I got a worm that's eating my cookies. Four point four nine octillion cookies per second. I have ascended six times. I am a legacy level, uh, or prestige level six point seven seven one million. <laughs> Man, you know what the funny thing is? Like this is a game that I thought that I would just get bored of after a while, and stop playing. No, man, I'm still playing it. I'm going to get I think the maximum each upgrade can be is 500. I'm I'm that's my goal. I'm going to 100% cookie clicker. But uh in other news, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I'm Let's I'm embarrassed to be your friend. <laughs> Not much. Uh I would I usually start the exchange by saying, you know, it's been a while, but you and I recorded a bunch of shows on the weekend, so we've uh we've been really busy. For those who yeah, have Yeah, the uh, it out, uh we did a, a showcase for meeples. It's available on our YouTube. You can also check out the latest episode that dropped earlier this week. We learned some uh, shocking things about the game of clue and mainly one yeah. shocking thing, but nothing else. And mainly. David is a very good guesser. Um, yeah, that was uh, pure luck. That was actually a pretty good. Uh, that ending of that game of clue was so I know, so ridiculous. <laughs> I I watched the clip again. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip it and put it on our our Instagram and Facebook for everyone to watch. Because if if anything, that is like the the best part of the whole thing. Because the sheer amount of shock in my like my reaction, and then everyone else where they're, <laughs> they're just like, 
Are you are you fucking serious? Like you just won the game, <laughs> just yeah, like that by luck. It's yeah. not that Owen and I are sore winners or sore losers. Oh, you're a we, sore winner and a sore loser. That's no, not. I honestly, the bush here. I, I'm happy win or lose when I get to play games with games with friends. The issue I had was I was like trying to be all smart and like I screwed up my own card. So whatever, that's a clerical error. But I I hate when people luck into wins. It's not me being a sore loser. It's just me being like, how the hell did you do this? And the the funny thing about Clue, though, is that is it really a game of luck? Right? Like it's a it's a deduction game. So so I watched back some of the footage and like what you were saying in the podcast was 100 percent accurate. Like you had barely any information. You got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But and, speaking and of getting lucky. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, go oh. ahead. I, I was just going to segue into our next topic. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say out of the hundred chances you could be that lucky. You were definitely like the 90 percentile. But man, what a crazy week. We're back in uh, what you would call live gaming mode or live gaming times. We have new movies coming out on a regular basis. I finally saw Free Guy because it was uh, uploaded to Disney Plus, and Black Widow was uploaded to Disney Plus. This yeah, week. I, saw, I saw that. Um, it's it's a good month because guys, September is over. Green Day can go back. Uh, Green Day has woken up and everything's okay. But we do know now that we're getting into that that holiday season. You walk into the dollar store now. There's Halloween on one side and Christmas on the other. And mm-hmm. you look at like game release schedules. There's tons of stuff coming out. Movies out the wazoo. We are three months away from Spider-Man. We are one day away from James Bond. Well, technically negative. I mean, it comes like, out today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not only that, Venom, the new Venom movies out too. So I'm a little miffed because so we're being we're still being a little cautious when it comes to going to the movies. And I You're saw out, man. I saw the post credit scenes to Venom already on TikTok. Really? I'm honestly not upset that I saw it, but I'm so excited. So excited. Don't, Can I tell you? No, you cannot, because I'm gonna go see that movie in the theater because I'm not afraid to go to the theater. I I, I didn't say I was afraid. I know you're not. I'm just not allowed. Well, it's not that I'm not allowed either. Now that everything (laughs) is um, Vax passes, we are going to, there's a few movies that we are looking to see in the coming weeks. So we're, we're very excited. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, we, we actually picked up one of those uh, landmark pass. You did it. eh? Movie passes from, no, 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 not their, not their, I don't know what, what is that thing called? Their, uh, movie pa- <laughs> their movie passport why is everything a passport no uh like the coupon from costco right like the the two tickets and two combos that's usually what we get it's like 31 bucks for two people to go to the movies yeah. and get snacks uh and i think we're gonna go see no time to die new james bond might go see that uh friday oh, we're gonna have to buy tickets early i have to get tickets now yeah the the thing about bond is chris has maybe seen half of one movie and there's 26 of them or 27 of them. So I don't think that one's a really big sell, but I'm going to go with uh, some friends to see that one hopefully this week. Um, I'm very interested in seeing Dune at the end of the month and Army of Thieves looks really good, but that's on Netflix. So I don't have to worry about 
that one too too much mm-hmm. november's where it's at for me for movies man where eternals ghostbusters afterlife house of gucci all look fantastic hold on like ninja turtles where did you see, hear ninja turtles you said, said tur- internals oh internals I or you the internals the, not the internals I thought, wow i thought you said the turtles and i'm like wait there's a new ninja turtles movie isn't, isn't there also a resident <laughs> evil movie coming out at the end of november i don't know i feel like is it is mila jovich in it mila, no it's oh wait uh, not uh what's your name you know what i mean mila yeah. jovich is the uh girl from that 70s show right no, that's Mila Kunis. I yeah, the same thing. <laughs> no, I know who you're talking about. No, Resident Evil, Welcome to the Raccoon City. Is it 3D? Is it like 3D animated? Um, It's an action horror film, and it doesn't... Yeah, it looks, it looks like it's live action. It's definitely live action. Huh, interesting. Well, then, there you go. Um, The King Richard movie looks pretty good. Like, November looks fire. And then December, not even close. Huh. West Side Story re-release, Spider-Man 3, The Matrix 4, The King's Man. Don't look up. Woo. Yeah, so uh, we're actually Woo. planning on going to, I think Hamilton is the closest uh, um, 40X theater to us. Isn't there one here? I don't know. There's there's uh, 40X and then there's D-Box. Yeah, D-Box 40X. is slightly different. 40X is like the entire theater because it has like wind and like water spray and scent. They can add smells in the theater um, and and all of the chairs moves where D box. It's usually just like a row of seats that jiggle and jive with the movie. All right. Transform your movie experience. There is motion, water, rain, fog, wind, vibration, air, lightning, bubbles, Sense rainstorms, ticklers, and snow. Yeah, the ticklers was kind of weird. So what it is is actually they have uh, people who work there, uh, and they run like they crouch and they run up and down the aisles with big feathers and they tickle people. It says back and leg <laughs> ticklers awaken your senses for excitement. Yeah, um, they're like. I've heard one is being transformed here in Waterloo, but there's oh, yeah? only six locations in Ontario or in Canada right now. Yeah. So we saw Shang-Chi in 40X at the uh, Cineplex in West Edmonton Mall. And she who shall not be named absolutely loved it. It was it was fun. It was enjoyable for sure. Um it some some of it kind of took away from the movie only in the sense that like during fight scenes and stuff like that your sh- seats like shaking so much and it's kind of like oh, okay i'm trying not to follow the seat but uh yeah well, i think i think she wants to go see kingsman a kingsman the kingsman uh in uh, 40x which would be pretty cool cuz they have pretty good like choreographed fights and you know, chase scenes and stuff like that. We were going to see uh, James Bond in that, but I think we're just going to go relax casually in the no, confines no. of the theater. Not going to lie. I hope the Waterloo one's open by Spider-Man because I think that would just be too hype. 
Yeah, I would totally oh. go. Uh, I would take the. We would. We would probably take the trip down and watch it there. Well, if you're gonna drive to Hamilton to go see friggin' James Bond. No, no, no we're not. We're, it would be Kingsman or the I, Kingsman. I did, I did read on their website as well. Um, they have turned off water and wind for sanitary purposes. Really? Yeah. I guess maybe it was just like because they still had the water. Yeah, but you and were in Alberta. The wind in the yeah, so, but that's what I was gonna say is Albertans. You know, they COVID doesn't really affect them. Yeah, the par- apparently COVID <laughs> doesn't exist there, and now it does again. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go through some news. Did you see? Ubisoft announced Ghost Recon Battle Royale in the year of our Lord 2021. That's the actual title of the article. Yeah, this Kotaku article is like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what what does that even mean? In the year of our Lord 2021. Are they just being facetious or something like that? I think it would have been. So I think they're making it present day. But I have a feeling if it's anything designed like Ghost Recon games, or the division for that matter, they could have put it in 2020 and just like the division is literally what the world could become. But oh yeah, I don't know how interested I am in a battle royale that is slow paced. Like people complain about the size of the like Verdansk, which is getting blown up in a month when uh, Vanguard comes around. But if you're already like upset at the pace and the size of the map of Call of Duty Warzone, who the fuck is going to play this game? Is it going to be fun for like five minutes? Because the other thing that people are kind of forgetting about is Battlefield's coming out and the open beta is running now. And Battlefield is going to be what competes with Call of Duty. This will not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is just like... Ghost Recon Frontline is just trying to take a little slice of sliver of the pie of these nope. uh, Battle Royale games. But to be completely honest, if there was any Battle Royale or or any Ubisoft IP that would make sense being turned into a Battle Royale game, it would be like the Ghost Recon ga- games. So- so some of the stuff I was reading, it does look like it's going to take some of the fundamentals of the dark zone from division one and two, where they allow up to 64 players in there. They're just going to expand the roster a little bit. The other thing that I did find interesting is they are trying to like, if you saw any of the trailer, they're going to kind of run it a little bit like apex with drops, but there is also going to have a little bit of uh, explosive scenery and biomes. So that's kind of, like it's kind of taking elements of all these games and putting them together. Like if you had uh or if battlefield at apex had a baby with Ubisoft, this is what would kind of come out. I think I I'm very interested to see kind of like <laughs> how it comes about, but I'm also not holding my breath. It is free to play, which means I will download it, play it twice and never look at it again. Yeah, probably. Um, what else do we got? You you brought up some news. I'm just yeah, pulling up my the, list. The uh, it is the Ghost Recon 20th anniversary as well. Ooh, maybe Ubisoft it's is just cashing in. 20 years since the first Ghost Recon game came out, so they're actually uh, giving some shit away. You can get Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon for free on uh, Ubisoft Connect PC client. 
Which you need um, a master's degree to use their, their website. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can get the first game for free uh, until October 11th. And then for those of you who are playing Ghost Recon Wildlands still, uh, you can get the Fallen Ghost DLC for free. Um, again, you have to go to like the Ubisoft like giveaway page, select your platform that you're playing, log in, and then you'll get it. Uh, and then also, what else? Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint Deep State Adventure is for free as well. So this one's a little easier to claim. You can do it right in game. So you load up the game, go to the uh, expansions tab in the game store, and the Deep State Adventure will be zero ghost coins. So the best price of any of their microtransactions. But uh, it's kind of hard to believe that it's been 20 years since the first Ghost Recon. It's wild. It's even harder. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, those games were pretty crazy like when they came out, you know. What was it? Oh, Splinter Cell, right? Like, they kind of expanded them onto the Splinter Cell. Or Splinter Cell took the, like, the stealth stuff from the Ghost Recon stuff. But I think with the with Wildlands and Breakpoint, they've kind of perfected their Ghost Recon open world aspect. So I don't know. Like I'm sure whatever this battle royale one is called, Frontline. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be almost exactly like all of these, like like Breakpoint or Wildlands, just a hundred people in the game. I don't know. I, 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 I'm kind of excited for it. Do you know what I'm excited for? Uh, trying Metroid Dread and realizing that IGN got paid off for another 9 out of 10. I, Hold on. I, did you get Metroid Dread? No, I want to try it, but I also looked at IGN score and then took away 2 for aggregate purposes, so I'm assuming <laughs> it's actually a 7 out of 10. Well, what what's the, what's the Metacritic going on right now? Everybody's averaging it at about a nine. Like I've looked at four reviews in a row, nine, nine, nine. It, well, what if it's just a good game? I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. Do you trust? Well, I it's sitting at a, coming it's, out. Sorry, go ahead. It's currently sitting at an eighty-eight on Metacritic. Ah, some people have given it other scores. Screen Rant gave it a hundred percent. The, the problem I have right now, which is what I said last week, is Nintendo's in this very interesting buyer's beware situation. Will the new Switch have enough power to get rid of some of these frame rate issues? I don't know, but I've not really seen any gameplay footage worth writing home about. Hold on. What do you mean new Switch? The OLED one? Yeah, like I know it's they're the not changing. Yeah, they're the not same changing. Processor. Yeah, yeah, so is it going to look cleaner? That's all I'm saying. Oh, it'll yeah look nicer on the display. That's about it. That's the only advantage that the new Switch has. But again, buyers buyers beware. Um, oh, um, yeah. So yeah, when you're looking at games like this, or you're looking at like Pokemon Arceus, which I still don't believe in. Is this game going to perform once we see gameplay footage that isn't pre-rendered? Like, I'm going to watch some review stuff tonight and hope for the best, but I, I really didn't want to have, like, too, too much behind it. It is a side-scroller, so it probably will hold up a lot better. 
I'm just a little mm-hmm. uh, skeptical. It could also be part of the Nintendo Nintendo uh, review tax. I don't know, not tax, but you know, Nintendo games and Nintendo first party games or published games generally get higher reviews than maybe what they deserve. That's why I say take away two. I wouldn't say maybe I, w- I wouldn't say two, but because uh, of what they gave it a nine. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe take away one for some of that stuff. Um, I I did something kind of bad, but not really bad. Like I didn't spend a lot of money, but <laughs> this uh, <laughs> has made it into the news cycle. OK, well, because the new the new uh, Mario Party game is coming out in October. We'll, yes, we'll get into yes. that a little later. I have to pre-order. But, but uh, yeah, like I ended up pre-ordering it. Uh, but I did trade in my old copy of Super Mario Party, which I have played that game to death. So I was done with it. But, you know, this game, I don't know. The, if if Super Mario Party was, was horrible at launch. Um, so... This is a prime example of I'm very curious to see how the reviews are for this one when that comes out. Is it going to be are they going to be comparing it solely to Super Mario Party for their reviews? Or are they going to look at it objectively as a a new rendition or new addition to the game? Even though it's all like old stuff. There's no new maps. It's all 64 maps. Right. I know that, but um are Who's your favorite the... character to play as? I usually play as Luigi. Okay. I was gonna say Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I usually play as Charlie Day. I don't know, Mario. <laughs> I tried. Um some of the things that like okay, so nostalgia factor aside, Mario Party two and Mario Party three are kind of the basis of these entire games. And I think that's a very important thing. This game again, just like anything else recently on Nintendo is, Hey, we're going to repackage reskin something and sell it for 79 99. And it's going to happen. They did add some characters like Rosalina is going to be in this game. Daisy's going to be in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Wario and Waluigi weren't available in those ones. So they're in here as well. Donkey Kong and Birdo, but the list of people who are not playable, according to people who have had access, there's a lot of people that you can't play as, including Toad or Toadette, Bowser, Bowser Jr. Although Toad and Toadette would be running the games in Mario Party 2 and 3, I believe. Mm-hmm. I hope the Wild West level's in there. That's all I Now, can. granted, Nintendo has been pretty good at releasing games and then in the in the months since the game's release giving out DLC or having DLC. So I'm curious to see if this Mario party, if it's going to get a DLC package, I am going to lean towards. No, maybe, maybe not like stranger things have happened. You know, like they did update super Mario party. Well, like two years after (laughs) it launched and added proper online play. Yeah. I just, I have a, I'm interested in the game. Obviously, I'm going to get it because um, Mario Party 2 is like one of my other half's favorite games. So, you know, like for her to re-experience that on the Switch is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll be able to play online. Yeah. I just don't know how long that'll last. 
like we play Switch games in like chunks. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'll play Pokemon on the balcony, and then I'm like, yeah, but I could just watch trees, and somehow I enjoy that more. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, like with Mario Party, you know, you you set the turn, like the game length, so you set it for roughly an hour. You can I do play like short the one for like where where you like prepare to drink, and you're like, we're playing sixty turns. Fuck it. Yeah. I have a few friends that we go play GameCube with every few years and you you set up the GameCube. You're like, this is a 60 turner. There's going to be four hours worth of Mario Party. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's you don't drive home that night. No, because you're too busy playing Mario Kart afterwards. <laughs> if you could if you could see straight. Yeah. So. You and I have both watched all of what if in its entirety spoiler alert the last episode dropped on wednesday we are going to talk about the series as a whole um just because we thought it would be easier this way opposed to doing what we were doing with wandavision falcon and the winter soldier that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. we will be returning to our weekly reviews when hawkeye returns i believe right i think that's the plan wait hawkeye is a show coming out that's the next one Yes, we've talked about this. It, it comes around Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but you know what else comes around Christmas? Spider-Man! Book of Boba. Yeah, we can do that, too. And, Easily. yeah. Did the Mandalorian get delayed, though? You know what? I think Mandalorian Season 3 is not coming out until next year sometime. Um, because they are doing Book of Boba Fett this December. Yo, and December's going to be crazy. Scathing hot take that you might not appreciate but I'm going to do it anyways so I recently restarted watching The Mandalorian now I've had it on in the background I'm not focusing on it entirely okay well there's there's the first problem with that statement so I, I was rewatching <laughs> the first episode and I was actually focused on the first episode the first few episodes do not hold up compared to the rest of the series okay like how so like I just I feel like Maybe Favreau didn't fully have a grasp on what he was like trying to do because like he gets into a very cinematic rhythm, like probably episode four or five. And then the show's very consistent for the rest of the first season and all Mm -hmm. of the second season. But I think he was experimenting a lot with how he was shooting, what he was doing with the Mandalorian character in general, and just some of the lighting like you have to like focus in the first few episodes because they're harder to see. I, the, I, the show just changes so dramatically after the pilot, mm-hmm. maybe the first two episodes. I, I think what they were kind of doing with that is they were trying to bring the first few episodes and and bring it back to the roots of Star Wars where uh, and, and make it a space Western opera. Right. Um and really, when you think about it, like the first episode, the story is pretty straightforward. This this random bounty hunter gets a job and he does the job. Right. There's not a whole lot of character building required for that one. Uh, and in the next few episodes, it's OK. Now he's got this moral dilemma that he's dealing with. And that's what it is. So after those two episodes, the first few episodes, then they start building the character and they start building the world a little more and the story and all that. So I think it was uh, that first episode, though, 100 percent 
uh, a creative decision that they went and made it very like much more stylized. Um, yeah, 100%. That makes sense. And I think those first few episodes, though, they have to be stylized in such a way that draws your attention, that keeps your attention. Like you said, you have to pay attention. You have to focus to be able to see things in there and 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 understand kind of what's going on. And that's probably what exactly what they're aiming for. Right. Yeah. That like, trust me, it makes perfect sense that that was what their angle was. That's what they Mm -hmm. were aiming for. To me, I just, I enjoyed the series as a whole. And there was a point where I was like, maybe, Oh, what's the plan that they end up on with uh, Cara Dune at the beginning where the track they're being tracked and they fight the, uh, the small walker and uh oh yeah i don't i don't remember that the that's just the star trek clone episode that that was the first episode where i was like all right we got something here let's get on to the next episode and then i started binging and binging then i had to wait for episodes and that to me was like i think that was episode three or four where i started really getting interested in the show Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. not like that and like you know me our listeners know me very well when i say like maybe some of them know me personally. I don't know. Um, I do not like being told a show will pick up like, oh, you have to get through the first season. If I have to get through the first season of something just to watch the second season and it's not ironic that I'm doing it and it's more like, oh, my God, the first season's a groaner. That's tough. Like people who tell me you have to get through the first two seasons of Iron Fist. Fuck off. <laughs> like the first few episodes was enough for me not to like that show. Well. Mandalorian is not like that, though. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not that situation. Oh, okay. gotcha. Like, yes, every show historically, you have to get through the pilot, maybe an episode or two to determine if you like it. Look at WandaVision and my other half. Ugh. She thought the first episode was dumb. And by the end of it, she was so like enthralled with the characters. She she cared so much about Wanda Agatha, she cared about everything, and that was like an intensity and a passion for the show. I know you didn't really like the show. Too bad. No, I didn't. But it, that's like that's the scenario. Like you have to get through the like first episode of anything. But there are some shows out there where people are like, oh yeah, like Parks and Rec as an example. The the knock on Parks and Rec has always been you have to get through the first season. Because it's an office clone, you have to get through the first season to understand the humor of the characters. I mean, the episodes aren't bad. I started watching the show because I liked a lot of the people in it. Like, it was somebody who left the office to be on Parks and Rec and Amy Poehler. Wait, who left the office to be on Parks and Rec? Rashida Jones. Who's that? Karen Filippelli. Who's that? Jim's girlfriend before Pam. The redhead girl? No, the brunette that Jim dates from. Uh, oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she is. Um, she's Anne in Perks and Rec. Uh, OK, so like I watched like I jumped into that show for a different reason. But a lot of people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get through the first season of Parks and Rec to really like understand. Like, I don't I, I hate when people tell me that. So like with the Mandalorian, I never felt that way. I was so excited to watch season two. And there's a lot of shows that are like that, but I don't know that I digress. I don't want to get into that too, too far. Cause we started <laughs> talking about what if, and then went on a random tangent. 
what if we uh, talked about the show what if yes i like it so what are your initial thoughts on just the program in general um it's clearly it's definitely an interesting take on the marvel universe and i think it was their way of exploring the multiverse and and getting a feel for what the audience's reaction is to certain scenarios true um some of them i liked better than others you know there's still characters that i dislike um you know like what's her name captain marvel again just too op and i i swear captain marvel's character is only there just to get the avengers and other marvel superheroes out of spots where they've been written into a corner well i mean captain marvel's comics are much different so it, it, oh, it's tough to say, but like, yeah, I, think I, I understand that, what you're saying. I, I think the MC, like the cinematic universe, Captain Marvel is just there to fix it, It's She's a plot armor character, you know? Oh, well, how are the uh, Avengers going to defeat Thanos right now or, or get an upper hand? Well, ta-da. <laughs> We have Captain Marvel. Um, you know, I really like some of the episodes better. I, I like some more than others, obviously. I I was really excited to see see Thor or not Thor. Um, Party Hulk. Thor. Yeah, Party Thor was hilarious. I thought and Professor was Hulk was really good in this one. Um, and the one where all of the Avengers were being killed. Yeah. And and Hulk was in there and I thought that we were actually going to get some Hulk. Like, why can't we get an actual Hulk movie? Or, or I guess the closest thing to a, a potential Hulk movie that we got was um, Thor Ragnarok. Right? Because he was a secondary character in that movie. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, some of the episodes, like, they were entertaining for the most part. I think I, I liked how they took the episodes and it started off where they were just one-offs and they were just kind of disconnected. And then eventually a little thing, like something happens here and there where it's like, oh, okay, that happened in another, like another story, another universe. And then all hell breaks loose, like right at the end and like it connects all of them. And it's cool. Like when you think about it, that, what was it? It was like, a year ago, maybe maybe more. When was uh, Spider Man Far From Home released? Uh, was like two nineteen, right? Nineteen. Yeah. So that's kind of like the first mention of the multiverse in the MCU. Yeah. Right. And now we're slowly getting more and more things with it. And I think you know, with WandaVision and <laughs> WandaVision and um. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There wasn't really much multiverse talk in that. But then with Loki, it ended like straight. Well, that whole thing is about different timelines, right? Well, yeah, because Loki is set in like the multiverse. Well, and that's the thing, though. It's like it just kind of, but they, they're not. 
with Loki, they weren't making it uh, jumping back and forth between multiverses or and stuff like that. It was still followed the same character, but just going to different times, right? But yeah. they they started playing with the idea, and now with what if we really got a a taste of the connections between all of these multiverses and stuff like that. So seeing uh, one of my favorite characters actually, and it was uh, like the dark. Um, what's his name? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Right. Because like he looks bad, but he's good. But he's also like so many reincarnations of himself that he became like a monster, but right. he also became the ultimate sorcerer, sorcerer supreme. Yeah, so then you look at, uh, if you remember the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, there is a dark... Um, why can't I remember his name? We just said it. Stephen Strange? Doctor Strange? <laughs> yeah, there's a dark Doctor Strange in there. I'm just under the like assumption you least, don't right? remember anybody's names ever. <laughs> you're you're um, kind of broken. Yeah, you all... You know, t- to be to be honest, I did work like a 10-hour day by accident today no not by accident not by choice that's what it was so yeah my 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 head's kind of uh tired right now but um i was well what did you think of the uh like before get like without getting too much into the last two episodes because i think that's where everything came together leading Uh, into the last two episodes like what what did you think i thought there were some strong episodes and some weak episodes but I felt early on that they were building towards something greater than one season. I, I've also caught on to... Uh, I started theorizing on what could happen with a potential Tony Stark, if anything. Like a return for Tony Stark. And I thought it was actually, just to hold that thought, I thought it was interesting that they kind of... They had Tony Stark in there, but they kind of had him written out of everything, though. This is where I was going. So in the Doctor Strange episode, they, uh, why can't I think of her name? They kill off Rachel McAdams' character. Uh, Is it Paige? Is it Cassie? Can you uh, Google that for me, (laughs) please? Yeah. Or I could Google it. Um, they, They kill her off, and Uatu, the Watcher, explains to Doctor Strange that that's a Christine not, Palmer. Christine Palmer. And it's not a Walter. It's the ancient one. Um, the ancient one explains to Stephen Strange that her death is an absolute point in time. However, in our version of the MCU, which we've lived through, hypothet- or I guess figuratively speaking, because this is our cinematic universe or phase one, she lives and they coexist, right? So mm-hmm. she lives throughout Doctor Strange. And she's referenced in other movies, even in passing, where in order for him to become the ultimate sorcerer supreme, she has to die. And he tried to, like, correct her death numerous times. Remember, every single mm-hmm. every yeah, time he tried every... to change it, she died a different way. Something happened. Yeah, I think what this did with Marvel is Marvel made it like impossible to reincarnate Tony Stark as a human. Now, there has been a theory out on the internet for a while that after Spider-Man, they're going to repurpose Tom Holland's character because they want to keep him around the MCU. He's obviously big for the franchise, but Sony is going to want a ton of money to keep that happening. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So they're going to try and make him like a version of Iron Man of some sort. And who will be the AI? They've already proven that uh, Armin Zola could be an AI that's been saved on computers for decades and decades, right? Mm-hmm. And he was able to be uploaded into Ultron, who was also just an AI. In what if? There is a very big possibility, and it is a character that is considered in the MCU at times, but I believe it's called AI Tony Stark, um, which is like a blue Tony Stark, and he looks cool. He's like part of Marvel Legends. So it's Tony Stark's artificial intelligence. Um, He is only a cartoon, but he is appearing in a video game coming up as well. Um, I think that's a very big possibility. If they want to keep Robert Downey Jr., in the mix somehow, that is a way to do it. However, this show, to me anyways, What If, seems to be the fan service of like, we're moving on. And they almost mm-hmm. got all the way through it until the very end of this last episode on the post-ending screen because I thought for sure they were going to move on from the big three. Natasha, she, she's dead. <laughs> we saw her die, but she also did beat Marvel in that, or they settled... And she says she looks forward to working on projects with them in the future. My guess is <laughs> my guess is she's coming back. Oh, yeah. And her there, I guarantee their contract is going to be freaking bananas. Area 51 locked down. So I, I think what if making Tony Stark die in every episode minus the last one? He just wasn't included. Like, no, not you. <laughs> I, I think they're making Tony Stark's death an absolute point in time. Because you could even look at how Doctor Strange looked through all these possibilities and found the one where he sacrificed himself mm-hmm. for the greater good. And I do believe Marvel might be in a situation where the gravitational pull of Iron Man is so large that people just want Iron Man to be in these movies. They want him to come back to life. Spider-Man wants him back. All these people want him back. And it's kind of hurting the value of some of their other characters. Look at Shang-Chi. You saw that movie. You mean Shang-Chi? It's actually pronounced Shang-Chi. This is what I've been told by some Asian friends. So I don't know. I know. And I know some Asian people and they pronounce it Shang-Chi. Anyways, (laughs) even like. It could have been a completely original idea, and they used the villain from Iron Man 3. Well, like they have to decide whether or not they're going to move on from Iron Man, which is going to be devastating for a lot of people. Yeah, including myself. I'm still hoping for an Iron Man 4 movie, okay? Still hope. But nobody could ever replace Downey. It's just that's what it is. And the other the other side of the coin is like there's people who want Captain America back. And fucking what if open that door for a different timeline. But we it remains to be seen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Only you ought to knows the truth, I guess. So yeah, like as a whole, I think all what if did was make sure Tony Stark can't be resurrected as a human. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, how can we make sure that Tony Stark doesn't actually come back? Well, like, uh, let's make a whole show about it. Look, look at look at the facts. He didn't need to die every single episode. And the Watcher even said, Killmonger, the Black Panther, heir to the throne, 
business part or um, what did he say? Apprentice of Tony Stark and murderer of Tony Stark. You've been chosen. That's a that's a pretty finite detail to just, I don't know, add in there. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're leaving it out and be like, hey, you're coming with us. Let's not forget all the bad shit you did. It was I'm going to specifically say not only did you kill a ton of people, you killed Tony Stark. Hope Van Wait, Dyne he- killed Tony Stark. Zombies killed Tony Stark. Vision killed Tony Stark. Four episodes. Yeah. He died. It's funny because if you want to connect it back to the episode with um, Doctor Strange, you know, how he was trying to bring back his girlfriend. Christine she, Palmer. She was her death was an absolute in every timeline, right? So they could be just telling us that Tony Stark's death is an absolute regardless of timeline, right? Yep. But let's talk a little bit about that. La- the second last episode, the last two episodes. Um, for those of you who haven't who are still listening and haven't turned the this show off because you have just had a million spoilers thrown at you. Um, I thought it was kind of a cool idea of what if Ultron won. And I thought it was cool, like how they took the story or, or essentially expanded on him being from being, Oh, you know, I, I, I browsed Reddit for like 20 minutes and Facebook for 20 minutes and determined that everyone on earth needs to die. Right. And that expanded to everyone on every planet needs to die. (laughs) It was just, it, it brought back the feeling of hopelessness that, uh, Avengers infinity wars had when they were all like going down. Yeah. Yeah. And, I I remember like the other week when I watched that episode thinking like, oh, my God, is this the last episode? There's got to be another one. And there was obviously. Um, But it was actually so good. Like it left on such a cliffhanger um, and it did break that um, multiverse wall, so to speak, and kind of expanded the story beyond sorry expanded the show beyond the individual stories that it was telling because now it went from an episode where we are being guided by the watcher right he's telling us this story or watching the story with him to it actually affecting him the narrator which is kind of cool yeah, and they actually managed to kill one of the strongest. Of, actually, they killed off two of the strongest Avengers. Ultron killed off all the strongest Avengers. He killed off Captain Marvel. He killed off the Scarlet Witch, even though she was a zombie. Killed off all the the original Avengers. Killed off a lot of the, like the the cast that they had left wasn't all, like the team to write home about, you know. Yeah, it was a interesting choice of actually I was um, <laughs> to surprise of no one. I was actually really satisfied when he killed Captain Marvel because it was like, finally, 
I finally. <laughs> I don't think she's a terrible character. I think she's got a bad rap that we have to like look past. But go on. I I just like the character and what they've done with the character in the cinematic universe. And like that, I said, that is fair. Um, but then into the last episode, the final episode, it was an interesting take on well, like the the classic. Well, we've seen it so many times, you know. I'm building a team, um, and this really breaks down the walls of the whole multiverses and them trying to stay separate. Right? He goes. The watcher goes to all of these different universes and timelines and pulls people from them to defeat Ultron. And uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really well done. I honestly can say that I liked the second last episode better than the final. Um, and I think part of that is just because of the, I don't know, the sheer destruction and helplessness that, that the episode had. That's it, just, fair. It, it was just, left you wanting more and i think that's what made the second like the the second last episode so good um but i'm really curious as to see where they're going with this like are they going to connect that those last two episodes into something else now like is this going to they could right how do they do that i don't know but I think Captain Carter is going to be a main character going forward. This is like a tester. Mm-hmm. Because you can't really make a Captain Carter movie. No, because it's clearly like this is clearly a. It's it's they make it obvious that it's a different timeline. It's a different scenario. So if they make a Captain Carter dedicated show. Or movie, it's more likely that they would do a TV show. Um, then it completely negates the entire cinematic universe that they've done for the last 10 years. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that's too much for them to just kind of retcon just for one character. What is Kathleen Kennedy in charge? Just, (laughs) Just wants to completely like destroy Canon after creating it. Girls getting it done. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh what, man! What did you think? Of, what do you think of the last uh, last two episodes? I actually thought it was perfect. Uh, in a way, I, I thought the way they portrayed the characters and still had like Killmonger turn his back on everybody was super intense. Um, obviously, the two of them are going to wreak havoc on each other in season two. That just makes sense because the way the watcher kind of warned Dr. Strange that like they could get out and it could cause problems. And then you see the post credit scene where Steve Rogers just so happens to potentially be alive on a boat inside the Hydra stomper. Like, okay, we, we understand that you're really trying to keep this Steve Rogers thing alive, but this might also keep what if, and like some different Iron Man scenarios, some Spider-Man scenarios, a bunch of different scenarios available. What I will say I was disappointed in how some of the characters that you actually kind of enjoyed, like we didn't see um, Bucky, Spider-Man or Ant-Man's floating head on Dr. Strange's cape um, return to battle, which was kind of weird. Mm. I I really wanted to see 
And like, especially when those zombies were pouring out of the, the portal, zombie Thanos would have been unreal. Except Vision would have just sliced him in half again. So I, I don't know. Vision Tron. It's a, it was a really good series. And my final thoughts on it before we get into October games is that was the last piece of work we're ever going to get from Chadwick Boseman. And I was surprised because I thought he was only supposed to be in two episodes, but he made it through five. He voiced yeah, he, five he was episodes. In, he was in more of What If than I thought like it would be. Any, any other character, really. And for that, like, I'm so grateful. I, yeah. I'm actually contemplating if they make a Funko of the uh, the T'Challa Star-Lord, I really want one. I think it would look cool on the wall with my, my mm-hmm. golden Black Panther. But I uh, I was very happy to see that, like, even in today's episode, or not today's episode, this week's episode, um, it was still his voice. And that is such a great thing for the fans and mm-hmm. him and his legacy in general. So that's where I'm going to leave it. I really enjoyed the show. Out of 10, I'd probably give it a 9. There was a few slower episodes. But overall, very well done. Very, very well done. Yeah, no, I I found it um, very enjoyable. Um, Quickly, one piece of news before we get into the October games list. Uh, How did you feel about Sora being the final Smash character? I know you don't play Smash, but this was a huge announcement for Nintendo. Um, interesting choice for sure. Not, not the character I wanted to see. That's for sure. Well, that's the thing is that I don't think it was a character that really many people wanted to see. I know that there were some polls taken, um, and in, I, I guess North America and Japan, and no, sorry, North America and Europe, Sora was, uh, one of the, the higher ranked ones, but, um, yeah, it, didn't you think that was going to be Master Chief? Oh, 1000%. I right? was I was parading, I was convinced. I was telling people that like I thought it was going to be Master Chief, for sure. And it it could have been a great opportunity for cuz Nintendo and Microsoft do have a fairly good relationship. Uh it would have been a great start to uh an even better relationship between the two companies. Um, I don't know. Like, I I highly doubt that we're ever going to see a Game Pass like subscription thing on uh, Nintendo Switch. But I don't know. It was uh, like granted, I've played the Kingdom Hearts games, like so. I I I enjoy the character, like I for what it is, right? Like in those in those games. Um. But yeah, I know a lot of people who haven't played Kingdom Hearts or don't really care for it. So yeah, it was a very interesting choice. Yeah, at the at the end of the day, I think they did what they wanted to for fan oh, yeah. service. But they did like most of the Kingdom Hearts games aren't on Nintendo, are they? Uh, I, I feel like I, I would have remembered. Like to me, Kingdom Hearts and PlayStation are synonymous. Yeah, I know you can get them on Xbox now. But it is what it is. This is all leading up to a new Smash Brothers game eventually and a new subscription service whenever they release their new console. But like 
good for you, Nintendo. You guys have been supporting this game since what, 2017? Yeah. Or was it 16 it came out? Um, What was the new one? Super Smash Bros. Release Melee? date December 7, <laughs> 2018. Yeah. Well, Smash Bros. is is one of their their biggest franchise. Right? Yeah. Like ever since its uh, original release on the N64, I remember like everyone had Smash Bros. Yeah, I got my copy in 2019. Yeah, so I got it like a year later and I'm not even close to done it. I won't ever buy the I wonder if they'll make like an ultimate edition that you don't have to buy all the characters, but who knows? Well, that'd be nice. Or handpick them. Do you want to uh, yeah. go through some October games before we call it a day there, buddy? Yeah, there's uh, some, I don't know, there's some good things coming out. Uh, I'm not the- going to lie. Even from like Tuesday, like this week started off with a bang. Like FIFA is a huge game over in Europe and in the United States. Yeah, suckers keep buying the same game every year. Yeah, I already pre-ordered NHL. Sorry. And I bought the expensive one this time. Why? Well, so it came with a bunch of pre-order bonuses. I like some of the game modes that it's coming with. The problem is I pre-ordered it digitally, but I want the case because a Maple Leaf's on the front. So it's like, uh, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. Oh, yeah, you are. But this week, um, Nintendo Switch finally caught up with the rest of the world and got Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania came out on all consoles. And uh, a little game that I've been raving about nonstop this week. It's like it's clunky. It's fun. It's different. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Uh, One of my coworkers showed me this game. And I've got to tell you from the trailer, from all the like Twitch footage I've seen, this game looks hella fun. It is a Smash Brothers clone for sure. But the one thing that I will say uh, to the people at Nickelodeon and uh, Maximum Games is well done with your marketing because you paid every Smash streamer to play the shit out of this game for the last week. There was a tournament. There was a Battle Royale Brawl tournament just for this game. And it was phenomenal to watch. Good for you guys to get your game out there and take advantage of the fact that Smash is dying. Well, I wouldn't say Smash is dying, but... It's no longer being supported, so it's dying. Yeah, people are looking for new, fresh content, right? Like, so... Did you you see some of the characters in the game, or do you want me to go through the, the 20 beginning playables? There are, like, they are saying they will support the game further, um as DLC, but right now each character has their own stage based on their series of origins. So um, there are some multi-character ones, but from Ah Real Monsters, there's Oblina so far, Avatar, you got Aang, uh, Cat Dog is in the game, Danny Phantom, um, Hey Arnold has Helga, Pataki to start, which is pretty sweet, Invader Zim, Zim, uh, Korra from The Legend of Korra, The Lo- the Loud House, Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud both made the game. Ren and Stimpy are a dual character um, and also the Powdered Toast Man. Um, Rugrats have started off strong with Reptar. Uh, SpongeBob has SpongeBob SquarePants, Patrick Star, and Sandy Cheeks. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has Leonardo, Michelangelo, and April so far. The Wild Thornberries has Nigel. This game watch footage it is fun 
it's 40 bucks right now. And this is the game that pissed me off about game pass at the beginning of the show. Cause I <laughs> thought for sure I'd be able to just play this for free because I'm an entitled game pass player. Uh, well, it might be added to game pass eventually. It is sweet. Like I am so intrigued by this game and it's the same as smash brothers. I just, yeah. they're characters that we grew up on in a different way, you know? So there, I just noticed that uh, there's two different publishers for the game in North America and Europe. So that could be part of why it's not on Game Pass. Oh, possible. Licensing, yeah. Uh, what else comes out? Far on Cry. Uh, Far Cry 6 just came out. That uh, will be in the bargain bins or discounted heavily by December. I think this one will be a little bit better than the last one. It's also the first next-gen Far Cry. This is true, but it will probably still be heavily discounted by by, by Christmas. Fair enough. And Metroid Dread drops today, like legitimate Friday today. Mm-hmm. Um. Which uh, I know some people who are super psyched for that. I don't know. I'll pick it up when Nintendo has their buy, like <laughs> buy yearly discounted of their games by like twenty dollars. Makes sense. Here's uh, the one that's going to take me off of Warzone season six. Back for Blood dropping October twelfth. It's spooky season. Why would I not play that for free? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. You played the beta. Yep. Beta was kind of buggy, so I'm hoping that they fixed uh, amount the game. I'm just hoping that the game's not riddled with microtransactions. Yeah, that me would really too. Take away the game. Uh, I, I take away a lot of the fun. Still not a huge fan of the card mechanic, but we will see. The one mm-hmm. thing Back for Blood is going to bring me back to, and it'd be really cool if we could get some of the old guys together. But the college group that we used to play Left 4 Dead with. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. That'd be fun. Um, what's next? Disco um, Elysium, the final cut. Yeah, it's just a re-release of Disco Elysium. Uh, Crisis Remastered Trilogy is coming out um, on the 15th for Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox. I would probably recommend not getting it on the Nintendo Switch if you want it to actually look any good. Uh, Sean is going to be picking up NHL 2022. On the 15th as well. Um, Here's another one for the list of things you should not buy for your Switch, even though it's intriguing. Dying Light Platinum Edition. I stand by saying that this Dying Light is one of the greatest zombie games of all time. And the the elements of uh, stealth, parkour, and action are unmatched by any game. And I can't wait for dying light too. I feel like it's one delay away from being delayed forever, but don't waste your money on the switch version is going to be bad. It's going to look like crap. Um, probably the biggest release of October on the 21st toy soldiers HD, which was supposed to come out last month. That's all right. But you know what? Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to be playing a lot of that game that weekend. One hundo P. And um, then uh, the next story of the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes, is coming out. Have you played any of those things? I haven't, but you've told me enough about them that I'm slightly interested. They are actually pretty good. Like, they're obviously very cinematic story 
games. They look amazing, but they're they're actually a lot of fun. Um, that's a this actually you know what October spooky season. It's a perfect time to play play through some of them. For sure. Um, next game, which is uh, something one of our listeners suggested we do. Um, I just don't think David's up for the challenge is we play guardians of the galaxy. One of us plays next gen and one of us plays it on the switch and we compare our notes. Uh, I don't want to buy it on the switch. (laughs) I I don't want to buy it either, but you, as far as I'm still aware, have a a video game rental place, like literally across the street. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll rent it. Yeah. And (laughs) I, I intend to buy guardians regardless Part of me, though, kind of not for the science of it all, wants to wait till it's inevitably on sale on Black Friday. It's gonna, that's the funny it's, thing. It's like, going to plummet in value. You look at these games lists and it's it's obvious which ones are going to discount very quickly. Well, it's maybe not obvious for Guardians of the Galaxy, but if it's anything like what the. I don't know when I look at games like this i just look at like what what's your longevity really how long is this game going to last mm-hmm. at peak value look at how fast as much as marvel avengers is has been corrected and is now a very good functioning game the beginning of it was so rough it was discounted like a month later mm-hmm. hell look at rainbow six it's been supported still and that shit was in the bargain bin been what three months after launch almost instantly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think it made to like regular priced store shelves i think they just put it in the bargain bin i bought it for 22 dollars. yeah um but for yeah, those pc rip. gamers age of empires 4 is coming out on uh, the 28th i'm actually kind of excited for that one we'll see how yeah. how that game has changed a bit uh, David um, got to play the beta for Riders Republic. Yeah, I, I played the close. I got the closed beta for Riders Republic. Um, yeah, that's going to be a bargain bin soon. I the, think the this one is going fun, to be free but, somewhere. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be part of uh, Game PlayStation Pass. Now and Game Pass. I just yeah. don't think there's a market large enough to sell it, and I have noticed also. Games that end up on Stadia typically end up on subscription services pretty quick. Well, there's a lot of games on Stadia that are on everything else, though. So No, but like the ones that are being released on Stadia are typically being released also on PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass. Well, I think in this case, it's um, Ubisoft is (laughs) wanting people to play their game. Oh, no, no doubt. It's it's going to be interesting Um, on the 29th. The last, like, I can't believe, pretty much have to wait till the end of the month just to get Mario Party Superstars. But you know what? For those of you who are having spooky Halloween parties, that might be a good one to pull out at uh, your Halloween party. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, that's a solid 8 out of 10 month. And then you look at November and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just looking at it quickly. If I were buying all these games, Game Pass aside, I would be purchasing one, two. There's a Jurassic World Evolution 2 coming out? What? Uh, Yeah. I'm buying at least, well, for sure I'm buying two games. There's some games that I will be getting for free. 
I'm also very interested in the anniversary edition of Elder Scrolls. Just get the complete <laughs> game, put it on my shelf and never look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's what you would do. Like you could play it and it's going to be the same game, but Game Pass already has Elder Scrolls five. It's just whether or not you want the complete edition. This, this is, is going to be a wild three months, ladies and gentlemen. And or- then, yeah, if you look into December, there's, it's, it's not as good as November, that's for sure. But there's still going to be some pretty, pretty good. Well, there's a big, huge, big one. A year Halo later. Yeah, I know. Halo Infinite is finally coming out in December. But yeah, so the next few months are going to be pretty, pretty crazy for, for gamers. Yeah, December kind of sucks when you look at it pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Real quick. But uh, game enjoyers and enjoyers of movies. You guys, that's the nice thing about the fall, though. You know, more like better games come out. It gets start getting cold. So you don't want to go outside as much unless, you know, you're into the, like outdoor sports. So that's a perfect time to snuggle up with a controller in your hand and a cup of hot cocoa you know dim the lights a bit and kill some nazis and (laughs) just keep in mind as always there's a ton of games out there that have not received release dates and could surprise us i mean i still would not be shocked if we all of a sudden saw another mario game but it's about that time of year or at least another collection from nintendo because yeah you got an animal crossing update coming up you could oh, see yeah, a, a second a... Mario collection, but that'll be March. There's lots going on, guys, and we're just we're just happy that we're in the passenger seat with you guys as as you go through the through the ride, you know. Yeah, because we're all in it. Yeah, for the in ride. It win it. We are <laughs> ecstatic that you're here, and as always, please check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, wherever you find your podcasts. We are there for you to listen to, like a like a tiny little earworm. But that's it for this one. So for myself and David, who doesn't say yo anymore. He's so cool. That was way too slow. <laughs> I <laughs> know. I was so cool. Trying to pull it up. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. He's so cool.